Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. How are you today? I'm good. I would like you to tell the world about what you just did when you got out of the shower. <laughs> um, well, I've got a couple of things that I need to address okay. on this uh, intro. Okay. So, uh, yeah, number one, I'm trying to get ready for today's podcast with the lovely Amy. And um, I was like playing in the pool with Idris and I was like, oh shit, I better go in get showering just like you know spruce up a bit make myself look nice smell nice over the internet really makes a difference anyway i went i went in the bath uh, well i was going in the bath i thought oh i'll just put some like olive oil on i went and reached for the freaking olive oil i put i, I picked up balsamic vinegar <laughs> i poured it all over my legs i nearly poured it on idris bless him were you trying to get a better so tan I smelled, smelled like vinegar for about oh. five minutes. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I, like, when I went for the bottle, I think, I, I think in my head I thought that's not the right one, but fuck it, I'm in a rush. Let me just... Yeah. I can't believe I did that. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to my next uh, <gasps> little note that I've got to ask you, Miss Amy Borman. <gasps> She's looking really worried at this point. Why are you telling the nation that I was doing fucking mushrooms? <laughs> In the last episode, <laughs> so all my family members and my work colleagues can hear about I what I do on the weekends. Because <laughs> I was trying to think what you would be doing in Wales. And imagine you just sitting there having a nice little cup of tea with your mum. And I thought... What, having mushrooms? Yeah, mushroom tea. Oh, that would have been funny, wouldn't it? Do you know what, right? It, it's quite funny because on the last day we went for a walk and... Um, Went to this place, you know, I've never been before. I've lived in, like, Wales, like, of an obviously all my life. And uh, we went to Haverford West. I think it was called Forest or something. It's a nice little walk around a, around a lake. And there's beautiful lily pot p- pads and these enormous lilies. I've never seen anything like oh, it. Wow. They are huge. I've got beautiful pictures of them. But on the way round, Idris was like, oh, my God, Mum, look at those things at the tree. And they look like steps up the tree trunk. And my mum was like, they're mushrooms, Harry. And I was like, no, they're fucking not. (gasps) She was like, they are mushrooms. And they were, but they look like, they just look like steps. They're incredible. So I wasn't eating mushrooms or (laughs) inhaling mushrooms or smoking (laughs) mushrooms. I was looking at mushrooms. (laughs) Oh, lovely. Oh, I know. Lovely. Well, Lovely. I did miss you, but we've got a real you. treat, haven't we? We we've have got, got a, a real treat. Bloody treat for you. Yeah. We have got, I think, um, I mean, we, we've not really had a young person on um, on our podcast. We've had lots of old people. <laughs> Sorry, Stu. Sorry, <laughs> Stu and Pip. Um, uh, but we've um, we've got an amazing young lady and a, an amazing story. And it's um, episode 21, isn't it, eh? It's episode 21. And yeah, it is. It's not got all our viewers. Have we still got all our viewers? Live viewers. (laughs) Have we still got all our viewers? Our listeners, Nathan. Oh yeah, everyone's listening. It's all people talk about. Everybody's listening. We're the Uh, word on um, the street. Um, Yeah, this. Oh, I was just going to say this isn't depressing. It's a very uplifting tale. Obviously, it's a sad 
story, but it's a very uplifting and positive story. From I mean, Mel is the mum and she's absolutely amazing. Oh, so inspirational. And incredible. Bella, who's the daughter, she's a fantastic young lady. She really is. Yeah. And it's it's very inspiring to hear what can come out of terrible events, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, and I just like to put a bit of a disclaimer on for Michaela and Louise. Oh, yeah. Who I know <laughs> listen religiously each week um, because I know that they're going to cry. Yeah. So uh, I would not not listen to this whilst you're running because there are parts of it that are quite... Um, I just think that they touch your heart. And when you see... Yes. Um, I mean, I, I know Mel and I know Bella because I met them through our um, through Fuller's Hall, the nursery that we are at. So I know um, I know Mel's um, other wonderful little boy called Toby. But uh, and I met her through another group of friends. So it's just... When you see Bella giving the speeches on stage to how many how many people did she say? I think it was seventeen thousand in Brazil. Yeah, it was a a, a a mammoth amount of people. Yeah, and and watching those clips and hearing her, I mean, we this is a two parter, so that's you know we'll, we'll yeah. say that. But um, the second part is just you know an incredible amount of. Gosh, I don't know how courage, bravery, just pure love for her family and her sister, and we've got quite a lot in common. Um, yeah, and it's, I think I'll always be. I think whenever I sometimes think of my brother and the journey that me and my family have taken through grief, I always think about Bella and Mel. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they are just amazing, and we really want to thank them for coming on. And I think we'll just—I think we'll hear more from Bella, just generally. Yeah, you definitely. Know. I think she's going to be a superstar. I think she's going to be a superstar. I think oh, so. Yeah. Right, well, yeah, enjoy. So enjoy it. Let us know what you think. Get in touch. We've actually—we've been actually having some nice interactions with people who are listening and saying that they—you know—they think the guests are really incredible and they're loving the journey so yeah yes. get, get us on mum and mama pod yep or subscribe twitter <laughs> do you even do you ever do twitter i anymore? do twitter i do twitter wow. i do it all love do You're it so all dedicated i know love you <laughs> love all you right. too anyway. oh, enjoy kids Work. jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Work. Right, welcome. Right. Welcome. welcome. Oh, don't say welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> I won't say that. We're not allowed to say that. Not allowed to. Not allowed to. Not anymore. Not anymore. Hello, Amy. Hello. Hello, Mel. Hello. Hello, Bella. Hello. We've got some really amazing special guests with us today. It's very exciting. When are they arriving? When are they arriving? It's outrageous. They are coming in the next half an hour. Um, 
But yeah, it's a massive special um, edition, really, uh, for today's podcast. Uh, I don't even know what number we're on. What number are we on, Amy? I don't know. You it's don't know. No, because, no, I don't know. I think 21? I she think. doesn't know. So that's, that's not I really... I think 21. 21? <laughs> yeah, my okay. age. Definitely not your age. <laughs> um, but we um, we are here. We're actually sat with um, with Mel and Bella today. Social distancing, of course. Yes. Um, outside, of course. <laughs> um, and we're here today, really, because we've got the wonderful uh, Bella with us and her mum Mel. And um, I met Bella. Well, I met Bella and I met Mel to another wonderful friend called Sasha. Um, at Fuller's Nursery when um, our children went there and mine and Bella's story is quite um, quite similar on many different levels and so today we're going to be talking about families, um, bereavement in our families, specifically talking about Bella and her wonderful sister Molly and, um, and Amy really, you haven't, you, this is for the first time you've met Yes, it is the first time we've met. First time we've met. So probably we'll throw in lots of questions. Because they've both yes. got interesting stories. They've both got interesting things that they've done and seen. And I would just like to say, I am due on. So if I get oh, really upset. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to be in tears then. <laughs> it's fine. I'm oh, sorry. my God. Listen, we love a sharer. Yeah, oh, fine. my God. She does it every single time. <laughs> periods for a few weeks I thought I better <laughs> you know what she does she say, she'll say things like oh I'm ovulating today Holly <laughs> oh my god the other last the couple of nights ago the couple of nights I had such a bad pain what is that when you get older I never used to I don't know I'm not old oh, oh I keep getting the spots not yeah. old no, spot, spot. not, not yeah. old but anyway yeah sorry let's go <laughs> it's all good yeah so um yeah do you want to just t- t- um, introduce yourselves and just like blind a data do you, do you want you? to start can I start um i'm bella i'm 15 um and do you want me to say your name and age <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't want to say my age 35 bella. <laughs> I'm, I'm male and i'm a lot younger than i feel <laughs> Um, yeah, well, okay, I'll start that basically um, 10 years ago, almost, um, we lost, I lost my daughter, who my eldest, um, and Bella was five and Molly was her older sister. So, so she was um, diagnosed with a brain tumour um, that was inoperable and incurable, um, and six months after her diagnosis, she passed away. How old was she? Eight. She was eight, eight so yeah. three years older than you. Yeah. yeah. And you live in you live in, in Woodford, don't you? Yes. You yeah. live in a local area. So what happened? How did you find out? Did she well, become poorly? Well, she literally, one of, um, she never moaned. She wasn't really ever poorly, or if she was unwell, it was always in the school holidays, so we couldn't do anything. But it was yeah. only, would only be colds or maybe the opposite. I think she was sick maybe once yeah. in her life. She wasn't a sickly child, and she had a headache. And we thought it was a Friday, the end of the week, tired. But she came out of school and she'd written in her diary, I was asleep on the bench at lunchtime. And I thought, that's a bit unlike you. But didn't think a lot of it. Then on the Sunday, she was really struggling, really holding the front of her head. And so it it seemed almost like a sinusy issue, maybe. I thought maybe it was her sinuses. Took her to the doctor. uh, No, I think she took her to the doctor on Monday, but she walked into school with me to walk Bella into school because you were in reception at the time and she just tripped her up on the way to school and I was like what did you just do she said I'm really sorry I didn't even realise again I didn't think anything of it Um, went to the doctor and they said oh maybe it's the end of a virus or something that she don't even realise that she had come back on Wednesday if it's no better in the meantime the headache was still there and every time she laughed at her and it still seemed possibly sinusy she fell off the sofa, um, which was random, but again, Gosh. you don't, I wasn't <coughs> thinking yeah, anything yeah. scary. Yeah. So I took her on the Wednesday to the, to the doctors and they start, did, did some dexterity tests on her. So right. they were asking her to like turn her hand over, uh, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, walk, walk in a straight line. When she was doing her hand, with her left, with her right hand, she could do it absolutely fine. With her left hand, she was doing it really slowly, but kind of smiling at the same time. And I said, 
you know, what are you doing? Take this seriously. Yeah. Yes. And the doctor was like, come, you know, what are you doing? So she was just getting a bit offish and not like her. And she said, I just want to go. So she, And she said, well, I want to go to this. They're going to the Hindu temple the next day with school. I want to go to the Hindu temple. So the doctor said, okay, come in your uniform in the morning. Yeah. If you can do these tests, fine. You can go to the school, yeah. go to the Hindu temple. But she woke up the next morning and she couldn't move her left arm to even put it in her shirt to put her shirt on. So I thought, okay. So I took her to the doctor again oh, and they did a test where she had to close her eyes and trying to walk in a straight line and yeah. she just couldn't, it looked like she was drunk. Yeah. So they said, I just, I think you need to go to Wheels yeah. Cross and you need to go to the, you know, go to the peace section. Yeah. And then it was quite bizarre course of events because again, I'm not thinking anything no, no, terrible yeah, at this yeah, point. No, I thought no. they'll find out what it is. I don't know. I had no idea what it was. And this nurse said, okay, we do, we're going to put a cannula yeah. in, in your hand just in case because you'll go up and have a few tests and everything. And she was like, I don't want a needle. And whatever. She'd never had anything like this. And she said, don't worry, you won't see it. This is the one that you have to, I have to put in to get the, the line. Showed her. She literally threw up oh over the nurse. Gosh. Oh my God. I was like, what are you doing? Took her upstairs. And at that point on the ward, we could tell something wasn't right. She, she lost. Right. Yeah. She kind of was getting double blurred vision. Didn't really, again, didn't really understand what was going on. So she had a CT scan. And by this time, this was Thursday. So this was almost a week after she got her headache. And they did a CT and they said, we might have seen something, but we don't know. Then they had, she had to have an MRI on the Friday morning. Thursday night, she started throwing up. And on the Friday morning, she had the MRI, but an, an MRI, I think yeah. had a, they're like yeah, pneumatic drills, <clears throat> right? Yeah, the yeah, sound, yeah. and she was asleep. And she, it was so bizarre. I could, they had these mir mirrors positioned because again, she was so scared. She yeah. didn't know. She was little. And she was eight years old. And so she's in this tunnel, and I could see her, and she, her eyes were closing. And I kept, I was closing my eyes as if to say, it's fine to do that. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. So when we got, um, we knew the results being biked over to Great Ormond Street, and when we got taken into a room and this female, I, I want to just say doctor, but she is one of the most horrendous human beings I ever have ever come across in my life, because she said, um, okay, I need to tell you that Molly has got a brain tumour, it's inoperable, it's incurable, it's in, the, it's in her brain stem, so that's why we can't operate. It's diffuse, which means there's nerves coming yeah. out of it, so right. if she'd have had anything done to it, even a biopsy, it could have paralysed her from the neck down. So. Right. They said, well, she's got an appointment on Monday with Great Ormond Street. We're going to have to try and keep her comfortable. It's touch and go this weekend. We'll put her on steroids, see what happens. And at this point, she was unconscious. So they started the steroids. And then while we're in this room, Steve, my husband with the practical head, yeah. said, yeah. so on Monday with this appointment, is Molly coming with us? Because obviously he was thinking, well, does someone yeah. need to be looking yeah. after her? And How does this all work? And she, yeah. just, she just looked at us and she, bearing in mind, she just told us that our daughter was not going to survive. Yeah. She then said, um, well, she is attached to the brain tumour, so she'd probably need to be there. Oh. And at the time, having just been given that news, it went over my head, but about two hours later, it hit me what she'd said and I was like, oh my God. And that's right. That's oh, I, I know, and and uh, well, <clears throat> there has been a letter of complaint yeah. <laughs> subsequently uh, after Molly died. I didn't have the time to deal with it, but um, but, but there's you, no feeling and no. No, and feeling. all I kept being told was there was a there was another doctor that was due on that weekend, but he and he was a expert in pediatric oncology, yeah. but he was away for the weekend, so we had right. the cow. <laughs> so. <laughs> Who, you know, if I ever see couldn't, her again... Couldn't have given a shit that, you know, what, she, what came out of her mouth. Absolutely man. awful. And as it was, Molly did come round on the Saturday and the steroids kind of gave her an injection of yeah. something and she came, we went to the hospital and that's, and that's obviously when we were told the news that there's they were going to do a trial, chemo trial, oral chemo um, on her, but yeah. really it was going to be radiotherapy for six weeks and steroids... To just give her longer, yeah. basically, to re reduce the, the tumour, reduce the inflammation. Because we could tell when she was off the steroids, 
and it got bigger, she then, her, she changed, she had yeah, uh, seizures and stuff like that. So it, the six months, it was pretty much the steroids and the Did radio she come home? Well, she was in, because she'd completely at that point left her, yeah. lost her left side completely so she couldn't walk yeah and she was going to be having radiotherapy radiotherapy every day so she was taken to UCLA yeah. because at the time great and I don't know if they have now but she didn't have the radiotherapy unit so right. we had to stay at UCLH and either Steve or because she was there for five six weeks um, and so either one of us stayed up the night yeah. and then the, ne- the other one stayed Good, at home yeah. with Bella to take her to so, school and then yeah. we literally crossed oyster cards God. and swapped in the day at some point because you didn't have Toby then, did no, you? Or, no, no. Just had to, this little monkey to focus on, and because she was, you know, she was only four at the time. It was, you know, she didn't really understand. Neither of them knew the outcome. Yeah. Neither of them yeah, knew yeah. the diagnosis, and that was the best decision yeah. that we made. Yes. Because yeah. it meant the memories that we could create for Bella, um, to have with her sister and for us as a family. Yeah. It was genuine happiness, smiley, lovely faces. As much as if she was in pain, obviously it was different. But more often than not, some of the nicest photos I've got of the two of them are Molly in a wheelchair with a patch over her eye, the biggest smile on her face, with Bella sitting on her lap wearing the matching outfit. And because that's what it's all about. Yeah, Yeah. we needed to. We needed to make it for. I mean, obviously Molly wouldn't have the memories, so it was for Bella. It was creating the memories for Bella because she'd only had her for a few years. And was only going to have her for a few years in her life. So it needed to be... And, you know, the school were brilliant. They allowed her to come up for a couple of days during the day to the hospital just to spend some time oh. with her. And a couple of times we either one of us stayed in a hotel nearby so that it wasn't too yeah. much of driving up to London all the time. I mean, I don't I don't remember when she was ill, obviously, because... Not really, didn't know. I mean, you were very, very little. I mean, yeah. I can only really look at photos, I suppose. Um, but that's how a lot of people at your age... Yeah, I mean, a I lot do... Of people get their memories from photographs, yeah. don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, I suppose yeah. it kind of... I can kind of remember it from photos, yeah. but... But you, you do... You remember some... Of, like, you remember the river cruise, don't you? Yeah. In particular. <laughs> there, I mean, there's just... There's a few different um, things I can remember vividly, but... What are those things? Why do you why, why oh, do you the remember river the river cruise? <laughs> um, so we were um, on like the river cruises tour on of London, yeah. yeah, yeah, um, and we went past the Tower of London, and yeah. there was loads of there's a guide basically <laughs> yeah. telling us, and there was what? there was loads of trees, um, and the little guide said. You can't see the bloody tower because of the bloody trees. And me and Molly were wetting ourselves. <laughs> For ages, because the word bloody is bloody really naughty. Obviously. Um, so <laughs> we weren't allowed to say it. <laughs> we, so we were li- I think I was probably on the floor, like, rolling with And mind. Disney, because we, we got, there was a local charity um, called Hopes and Dreams that oh, yeah. give people last wishes and stuff. Yeah. And... She, Molly was Disney princess yeah. mad. Oh, really? Absolutely yeah. crazy. Had all the outfits. We'd, yeah. take, we'd already taken her to Disney twice before that. Yeah. And very generously, as a big sister present when you were seven weeks old, Although one thing that did happen was that <laughs> she'd already been there once, and we we, we were yeah. like she didn't appreciate it at seven Ooh, weeks. So the one thing, thing that did happen was because she had already watched all of the Disney films when I came along. Um, she had got gone into Hannibal Tanner, so I never really and got high school and high school musical. <laughs> and high school musical, so I never really got to watch any of them because she would hog the TV. Yeah. So um, and she'd say, "You want to watch Hannah Montana, don't you?" Yeah, yeah. And she'd go. Yeah, yeah. So you were so do whatever she wanted. Yeah, yeah, you just literally did. And, and you're so in awe of your siblings at that age. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. she really yeah. was with Molly. I mean, it's bizarrely though, you were far more confident mm. than Molly. Yeah. If we were on holiday, yeah. Molly would put her in front of herself and be like, "Hi, this is," my... and she'd be like, <laughs> "I'm Isabella. This is Molly." <laughs> <laughs> Molly would be like mute yeah. and not talk, yeah. but yeah. she'd I'll, have I'll her as confidence. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, she was always the, the shyer of the two. Yeah. And um, you've got an incredible story, sort of, um, you know, all the memories that you've created and all the things that you've done, um, sort of subsequently moving forward. I think that's, I think it's a, a really powerful story for somebody so young. I mean, I've, I've, I've known you for a few years and you've been doing it ever since. You did it before that. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Just t- talk us through some of that. Um, so, I mean, we, um, so for the week after um, Molly died, we stayed at Haven House Children's Hospice. Um, Is that where she ended up? Yeah, after yeah, she, yeah. she was Yeah, literally the day after she passed away, because we were given the option oh. of end-of-life care there, but yeah. we wanted her at home yeah. for yeah. as long as possible, yeah. as long as we could cope with whatever we needed yeah. to cope with. And we just want, even in the hospital... The nurses used to say, "Oh my God, you two just do everything, and all we have to do is draw up medication." And yeah. you know, whereas all the other kids on the ward, on the cancer ward, were they on their own? The parents couldn't be there, or they had other oh, siblings. Oh, I was like parent to all of them on the ward because I couldn't bear it. I couldn't bear that they were on their own. Yes. And, you know, they'd maybe yeah. get a visit for a couple of hours in the day, but for whatever reason, they, the parents couldn't stay. So mm. you know, it, it, oh, and also the the other thing was. All the children were on chemo, so they'd come in for their their doses of their yeah. chemos. They all looked the same. They all had yeah. no hair, no eyebrows, no features. Molly had as much... Yeah. She was the illest one on the ward, but she had a full head of hair. She lost yeah. a tiny bit from the radiotherapy underneath. You'd never have known. Steroids meant she was yeah. very big. She looked probably the healthiest yeah. on the yeah. ward, but she was the most ill with the worst doctor. Which was you know, which was awful to see. But, you know, ultimately we wanted Molly at home for as long as we could yeah. and we knew um there was a point where she lost her swallow and we were told that could be the end. Yeah. yeah. Or she could plateau at that point and that is where we would have taken her to somewhere <laughs> like Haven House. Yeah. But as it was, she went from there to two days later to, which was good because it just yeah. meant she was on morphine yeah. for two days where she wasn't in pain. No. Yeah. We had the opportunity to say goodbye, yeah. even though obviously Bella didn't understand yeah. what was going on. Yeah. She didn't know she was going to die, obviously. And to be honest with you, we didn't, even when she did pass away at home in the middle of the night, we didn't want Bella to know that that had happened because she'd have never slept again. No, she was she five is. years old. Yeah, yeah. So we just said to her the next morning, um, my sister came over to kind of take her out and they came to pick Molly up and take her to the hospice so that she could be in their butterfly suite yeah. every yeah. week. I mean, I do, that is probably one of the things I remember most vividly is that um, me being kind of brought into the um, family room and kind of being told, but um, it's, 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 it's weird because for some reason I have um, an, an image of it in my head, but apparently that's not how it looked at all. For me, it seems like a, like a dark room I and mean, there's like um, two it wasn't sofas it, kind suppose. of... I don't know, but um, yeah, it's probably the association of boxes. Yeah, and I mean, so obviously I got told, but then obviously I still we, didn't Yeah, we just said to her that Molly was really poorly and we were going to take her to Haven House because it was like a hospital yeah. Yeah. and they were going to see what they could do. And then we knew that once we were there and she was settled and yeah. Yeah. in bed looking like she was asleep, yeah. that we needed to obviously tell her. But then obviously, I, I, because of, of, I was only five, I thought she was going to like wake up. Yeah, no, she did morning. just look like she was asleep. Yeah, she did. And I think, but I do think that that week um, where we stayed at Haven House was... Because uh, they've got their own suite, yeah. their family suite. Yeah. So we could just be down the hall from her, basically. Yeah, and so I suppose for me, it's kind of just to... Not, I wouldn't well, come to terms with it, but also try and understand. But I just remember more. you always used to try and talk like if we were going leaving to go shopping or take you to school, you'd open the door of the and say, "I'll oh, see you later, Molly." And and so we obviously had to make sure that she understood that at some point at the end of that week yeah. she wasn't going to be able to see her again. So we yeah. had, we had the preparation. We had we needed to we needed to prepare her, and we told it's her. Like, how can you prepare? Like it's really. <clears throat> it's a really strange because I, you know, I remember when they said my brother was going to pass away, and I was twenty. I think I was twenty at the time, and he was twenty-one. And I think it's that moment as you just you just become you just become very childlike because you don't want somebody to to go, but you also realise that if they don't, they are going to be in pain. Mm-hmm. And it's like the build-up before is so I don't know it makes you numb it makes mm. you really kind of well yeah I mean we not as parents we yeah. knew it was going to happen yeah didn't make it any easier than it did no, no. but you know but then you've got to get on with life yeah because really I mean, I've met people subsequently yeah. that have lost and they've lost as a shock like their daughter yeah. dropped dead from a heart attack cardiac arrest and for me we've always said and I've always tried to kind of drum into Bella that 
there's always going to be someone worse off, yeah. however bad yeah. our yeah. situation yeah. is. Yeah. And in my opinion, as a mum, yes, our shock was the initial diagnosis, but then that had to be pushed to the back, like the background, yeah. because we wanted to be good parents and look after her, look after Molly, and so it, we were kind of prepared. Yeah. Whereas people that kids are knocked down by a car, oh, yeah. Or, yeah. The yeah. shock takes so much time to Touch leave your it. system yeah. Yeah. before you can even begin to grieve. Mm. So I guess the time in Haven House made it, um, and it was the first time me and Steve were crying in front of Molly um, in the six months. Because yeah. We just obviously yeah. didn't want her to know yeah. how bad it was. And yeah. I, a lot of people have asked whether Molly actually knew that she was going to die because she's a very intelligent girl. Very intelligent. Yeah. And she... We'd been honest with her the whole way through, and I, if I'm honest, I was really nervous about the question. Yeah. So I thought, how am I, what am I going to say? Yeah. Because I'd always been really honest. So, and she never asked the question, but there was one particular time, so she never got, she did physio, she could walk again, um, but she never got the use of her left arm back. So I, I was blow drying her hair one night, and she just said to me, am I ever going to get the use of my arm back? Am I and I said, you know what, I don't think so. And she just went, well, how am I going to blow dry my hair? Or how am I going to blow dry my children's hair? And I said, well, I'm only using one arm to blow dry your hair. And I said, what if you have boys? You might not need to blow dry their hair. And she was like, oh, yeah. So I don't know whether she was testing me or whether it was yeah. genuinely her childlike, you know, and what's happening... I don't know. I or don't think... I think I would have got the question from her if she thought. Yeah. Which, in my head, that's how I try and justify... And probably she was, she was living in the moment of day by day yeah. and the pain. And, and the, yeah, some days she was brilliant amazing, and had, like, yeah. had, like, felt fine. Other days and then she, she was shocking. Absolutely shocking. But, you know, we understood. And she was horrible to you at times, wasn't she? But She's I had to explain to her that... It was the medication. But subsequently, I also think she... Yes, she could walk, but she couldn't run around. She couldn't do anything. No. If she wants to see her little four, yeah. five-year-old sister running around, she probably actually resented her Absolutely. a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah. Adored her, but resented her. She was yeah. eight years old and couldn't do the running around that, that Bella was. And it would, it would she'd have little digs, digs at, you at you and stuff. But I just said to her, it's the medicine. It's the medicine yeah. that she's on. That she doesn't mean it. And you... I don't think you ever felt hard I, done by, did you? I mean, I don't remember it. No, really. no. no. And even if, in, and even if you did remember it, it's just and something yeah. that happens. And and you know, you meant you've got you've got an, a little brother called Toby, who I mean, if you have little fallings out now, it's like forgotten about the next yeah, day, yeah. because that's what you do. That's what yeah. happens. Although, you know, we've she's got cousins, three girls, and. After Molly died, she couldn't bear it if they, they were arguing or anything because she was like, yeah. yeah. you know, actually, don't they realise how lucky they, they yeah. are that they've got and their sisters? One time, oh, okay, I remember this very, um, very clearly. Um, it was in year three, and um, I was with my friends, and we were all playing, and I think they were all talking about their siblings, and it wasn't long after Molly had passed away. Um, they were all talking about their siblings and saying, oh, I hate my uh, sister, I hate my brother. Um, and me being the innocent, um, you know, yeah. being in year three, I said, oh, I'm, I'm sure they're not that bad and you love them really. Yeah. And then one of the girls turned around to me and goes, you don't understand, you don't have your sister. Oh no, didn't she God. say something like, you're lucky that you haven't got your sister because I don't like my middle one or something along those lines It was, it was well. something like that, but... Oh, but God. I think it's the only time you've cried at school <laughs> oh, since yeah, that was Molly like, died. Yeah. She, she never wanted to be a victim. She actually said in year one... She came home in year one, which was the end of the year when Molly, because Molly died in September when she just started year one, and by the end of it, she said, "You know what? I don't, I don't want people feeling sorry for me." Yeah. No. And she never used it, and a lot of kids at school would have used. Oh, I can't possibly do that. I'm really no. too upset yeah. about my sister. Yeah. Actually, no. I have had, that, I have had yeah. that a few times actually, where a few people have said that. Um, I mean, I don't get upset at school. If no. I if I was to get upset, it would be. Um, and I don't know, I would do it privately or if I was feeling upset. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I have had it a few times where people have said to me that I use my sister for attention. Or But the only attention has been, which we'll get to. We'll get to it. We will get to it. Bella. It's like, oh, I know. She's like looking at her mum going, it's not your, it's, 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 not, it's supposed to be my mum. Sorry. So the, main, 
So the main thing that we decided to do as a family was to fundraise for Haven right. House yeah, because we really found good. out the cost of our stay um, and Molly's stay there was just over £8,000. So we yeah. just wanted to give... We weren't asked for it, obviously, okay. but we wanted to give the money back. Yeah. So right. okay. we got to that really, really fast on our first event and then we were like, okay, so how about So what we, was your first event? Tell us we, like, was what it happened? a quiz, wasn't it? Yeah, I did a quiz. We did a quiz first and, okay. she, and she wanted to... Um, help out every event that we did, did. this little five-year-old raffle tickets sold the most raffle tickets <laughs> that anyone could have because she had these little beautiful big eyes and of walking course. around and everyone was like oh my oh, god, god you've god. lost your sister of course <laughs> you can have 100 <laughs> yeah. pounds yeah. Yeah. So, and before i'll know. come back to their table we might join other <laughs> but she was brilliant quite, you were quite good at that sort of side yeah anyway, I, I wanted to, i wanted to do something and i had so much support and i think initially we had people that wanted to help us so much but didn't know what to do so yeah. the first event I did everyone was like sure sure of course we'll come and help we'll support and got loads of tables for this quiz so much so the, the venue I'd chosen was way too small yeah. and I didn't even realize that it was my first event but it was brilliant and then I just knew we were going to do another one so the next yeah. one was going to be a tribute concert to mm. because Molly loved all her music all different yeah. types of music so with Bella's um drama school and my singing group that I was in, involved with at the same time we both collaborated and because yeah. us singing all, all a couple of the Disney songs wouldn't have worked or High School Musical yeah, we did all her the older lot didn't really work <laughs> so it was better for, for the younger ones to take on those although songs. you really want to do that of course I wanted yeah. to be a cheerleader <laughs> I wanted to be a cheerleader but no it, it worked that was, that was really good and yeah and we decided that the second target was going to be paying for a nurse at the hospice yeah, for a right. year, nurse which salary, was like 35 yeah. wow, grand. Wow. But again, you know, we did a couple of event, events. It's just we kept on setting targets and then it was just like, well, why do we have yeah, to Yeah, and then we just really? decided to yeah. forget targets and just keep keep doing yeah. every year. And it's, we called it Mollyfield Productions yeah. Presents. Yeah. And then we did anything from shows to quizzes to cabaret nights. So many ball. I did a summer you know, ball. We did a summer ball. And I did an Easter party. Yeah, she did her first event. This so is tell, tell us about that. So um, okay. So when I was six, um, I organised an Easter party at Haven House. At um, six. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing six. is, she did it at Haven House because she wanted the kids the, that were there yeah, to be able so to be involved to and accessible for them. Yeah. So um, and I so I so I contacted. So I um I got loads of um different uh, people to help. I contacted Cadbury's um and asked them if they could give us some Easter eggs. Turns out they actually said no. No, so but I literally um, freaked out because she <laughs> got she they? got one of them. She'd handwritten as six years old all about losing her sister and what she was doing, and she got one of those. I'm really sorry, but because yeah, we're yeah, in Birmingham, yeah. we only deal with Birmingham charities. Like yeah. just bog standard then, response. I got a little bit angry. Yeah, I was. So, um, <laughs> little bit angry. Um, so actually, Haven House got involved because they they had a connection with Craft Foods, who actually yeah. own yes. cafes, yeah. and they they gave like this so many Easter eggs. They had like too so many, many Dover as well. As much as we could, you could do the Easter egg hunt for nothing yeah. in the end, yeah, which was much, brilliant. Yeah. People didn't have to pay; they just went on this Easter because we had so many yeah. Yeah. and she got her own special basket and done yeah. up for well done you kind of thing yeah from. and i got one of my friends um dad's had um bouncy castles i got that i got um some football like um, norian yeah Lane. face uh, face oh, loads of people were doing like just Something. wanted to help her. yeah um so and you I were six years old and yeah. you went to waitrose and got got um food for barbecue didn't oh, you yeah yeah we went to waitrose yeah so, you know, I mean, who's going to say no to a six-year-old? Yeah, yeah. That, that, but like that puts it into perspective. That's like Idris and Juno. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hell. <laughs> no, yeah, no. No, yeah. Yeah. I'd say they couldn't organise a piss-up in a But she even did... Yeah, I think... Um, <laughs> she even did a little speech, like, oh, yeah. thanking everyone. She'd written it all Shape, out. She did, no, it was brilliant. And she, I think she raised nearly £1,500 yeah. for her first event, which... Made her kind of think, you know, that's actually what I want to yeah. do, and that's, that's really where yeah. your journey starts. Because now, I, cause, yeah, because also, I mean, I think that's your turn. No, sure, yeah. <laughs> I'll zip, I'll zip up. So, mum, just go up. So I'm <laughs> joking, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um, no, so okay, so, um, so after we were obviously doing all of our fundraisers, um, Haven House nominated me for 
um, a Rotary Young Citizen Award for Redbridge, um, which I ended up winning at nine, I think, um, or eight, not eight or nine. Um, and then I went on to win Young Citizen Award for Great Britain and Ireland. Oh, wow. Um, and the ceremony was in Belfast. Um, and that was for the fundraising and yeah, the story. At this stage, you, yeah, it was, yeah, it was fundraising and, um, yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just, yeah, just, it was just fundraising in the time, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so at that, um, at Belfast, the um, president of um, Rotary International uh, was there, and I was nine at the time when we went into Belfast and I was very nervous and emotional and you came on stage with me. I wasn't supposed to but she said, I just, can you I come on with me? Was, 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 was like there. At that one I think about two, maybe a thousand, 1,500 people or something oh at that, at the oh Belfast conference. Maybe less than that. I don't know. I don't, I can't Yeah, so she time. had to stand on stage along with other. Oh yeah, there was other. Right, but each that. one stood up and had their story and we'd done at that point oh, the Children in Need. Um, a, appeal film um, they'd approached us and asked us to do this appeal film and um, to be honest with you I just had Toby we had this meeting at Haven House and I had Toby on me for some reason and like the most bizarre thing a fly just before we'd left a fly had thrown itself at my face I'd knocked it with my engagement ring I was literally bleeding throughout the whole of the interview with these people what? from the BBC. She had to take control, basically. And it was because of her that they chose us as a family. Yeah, so, to... and actually, um, Sir Terry Wogan did the oh, voiceover voice well. well. oh, yeah. yeah, and it was, so that was a quite a big thing. But on the stage at Belfast, they needed to, wanted to show the film. Oh, yeah, and so... I, uh, to be fair, every time we watch it, we get emotional. Cause it's, I mean, it's you know a, such a big thing and you know part of our story. Um, but um, yes, yeah, so did they play it before? Or yeah, so they played it before I had to speak. Yeah. So that was very. So you hard. had to watch it then. Yeah, so yeah, I had to watch stand it and stage while it was happening. Yeah, yeah, and so get nervous. So then that's why I needed you yeah. to come on stage with me because I was very emotional and, very and subsequently nervous. we did make the decision together didn't we that anything else after that you it was always going to be, be the film after. after she'd spoken yeah, yeah. yeah. you can't because yeah we hadn't even thought hard. i mean why would you think about it until you're right there on yeah. the stage going yeah. oh no this oh, poor kid has got yeah. to now talk to this bbc presenter on stage having... all about her sister yeah. yeah however anyway so at the um i think we had a lunch afterwards and the president of, of uh, rotary international came up to me afterwards and um, was speaking to me and he was saying, I can't believe you're only nine, you um, spoke so confidently. Even um, though I could see you were emotional, he yeah, said, wasn't it? Yeah, and then he, he said, um, I've got, um, there's a convention soon and I would love for you to speak at the convention. And I was like, oh yeah, sure, yeah, why Thinking not? it's going to be a Yeah, I was like, day. sure, sure. <laughs> and then um, I brought you over and we were speaking to him and then he was like, oh yeah, it's in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And we were like, <laughs> 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 And then found out that it was going to be in front of 17,000 people. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so and that is actually, that's the speech that I showed Amy. Um, and that's when she started to cry. <laughs> that's when. I still I, cry when I watch it. I, yeah, it isn't. It's, uh, we'll, we, we will post it. Yeah, if you don't yeah. Mind. yeah, of course, of course. I think it is one of the most natural kind of like the way you speak is yeah. so it just comes out so natural i mean that was my that was emotional. my first proper speech it yeah. was about 10 minutes long um and i mean before i got very emotional because obviously you know yeah. it's very nerve-wracking but what i loved was she got she started crying just before she was going to go on stage and i was like oh god no because again i wasn't supposed to be on stage with her yeah. and i wanted her to do it and have that kind of moment yeah. herself um but the president came off and looked at her she'd been crying and he looked at her and he put his hands on her face and he said oh you're my little suit he barely it's taiwanese wasn't yeah. he barely spoke very good english at all and he put his hands on her face and went oh you're my little superstar and as he walked away she looked at me at emotional wreck going i've got to do it for him haven't i and i said <laughs> no you've got to do it for you <laughs> but yeah, but yeah but you yeah. go for it but you go i mean it. the thing is also it was very it was quite fancy as well because i had like a um what was it called an auto 
Like the water cue. But again, like she she'd had the speech, she'd more or less memorised it. And how old were you? Just turned ten, hadn't you? Just turned ten. Literally, like a few weeks, a week or so before you had your birthday. Oh yeah. So we had the rehearsal, and the rehearsal was this room that was going to hold seventeen thousand people, empty. And they said, oh, have you ever used autocue before? And there was one either side. Oh, yeah, like, all the course, time. Yeah, no. So he said, would you want to give it a go? And she said, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then she walked away going, actually, it's really good because it feels like you're talking to the to yeah, everybody. Because, because, they, <laughs> no, because they can't see this. Because um, it's no. clear, obviously. Yeah. So, it looked, yeah. so I, it, I had two, so it looked like I could speak to that side and then yeah, that side. Yeah. Um, but I, in the video, you can see, so I come on and then I just take a big breath and it's like, you can see how nervous she yeah. was at the beginning, and then, but once she got her yeah. first little laugh, and then like yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had a few jokes. You in did there. have a few jokes. Um, yeah, yeah, and you so, looked beautiful. Thank you. Like you. a good angel. <laughs> she was. I mean, so that was it. Was a very very surreal experience, and I mean, to be fair, I don't really remember it that well yeah. because of how how crazy it is. And yeah. emotional. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and it's kind of a bit of a blur. Um, and you got a standing ovation from seventy. Yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> so yeah, that you can tell that that was probably. Uh, yeah, and then cool. how did that lead to you, Bells? Um, well, um, <laughs> so, okay, so I went on to do um, a lot more speeches. Um, most of the other ones have been in the UK, but all through, through Rotary. Through Rotary, yeah. Um, what is Rotary? Sorry. It's basically, it's, it's an organisation that then attach themselves to various different charities. They yeah. have like chosen charities all the time. There's local Rotary yeah. clubs from all over. All over so you've got Rotary International with the overhead banner basically yeah. and then you've got I mean you've got Rotary of Redbridge you've got Rotary of yeah. Woodford you've yeah. got Rotary yeah. of wherever yeah. else they're all over the country yeah. it's huge we didn't really know anything about it before no, she's, but now she got nominated and yeah you see their little wheel yeah. in lots but of they different places with businesses don't they yeah. Yeah. businesses to help yeah. they raise the and they do very way. very well for yeah. one of their biggest campaigns is um, and, and, and polio, polio. Yeah. yeah and they've yeah. more or less oh, okay. done it yeah. And they've more yeah. or less done it. There's a couple so of countries that won't accept their help, yeah. but it's more or less eradicated yeah. polio through yeah. all of their yeah. hard work. So, so they are amazing. Yeah, they're incredible. Yeah. And they've but they support young so people much. a lot as well. They have uh, loads of schemes that help young people yeah. and support young people. Yeah. Which is I mean, they fantastic. basically I mean, started kind of my journey, really. Yeah. I mean, totally. I wouldn't have done anything else without them. Okay, let's carry on. Um, okay, so after... Uh, done a few more speeches um, with Rotary. Um, I won a Diana Award, which oh. is an award in honour of Princess Diana. Yeah. Um, so it's um, for um, young people um, between the ages of nine and twenty-five, um, and I won it in two thousand seventeen, um, and that was a twenty-year anniversary. So yeah. there was um, quite a few different winners. Um, um, so I've had, had that ceremony. Um, which is amazing because I got to meet so many incredible people. Um, and then I was asked to be a part of their change maker campaign, which was to kind of um, promote nominations um, in young pe- uh, for young people. And that was, I mean, that literally a worldwide yeah, campaign. Was over however many years they've been doing it, they chose just to select. Yeah, there was twelve of us. There was twelve the change makers. Yeah. Um, so I mean that was we had like a, like a full on like photo shoot which was crazy and got like make hair and makeup I'm done. Just and stuff. In, oh, I'm just in awe. I'm so um, <laughs> honestly, but I'm just so in awe of you, Bells. So how old were you then? Um, that was in 2018. That was in 2018 the change maker campaign. Yeah, so, so yeah, about 13. Yeah, um, so that yeah, that was like a worldwide campaign. It was um, because there was people change makers from all yeah, over the world. So obviously as well meeting them incre- like incredible and inspirational young people and I've made friends um, from from all of that as well it's lovely um, and then well we've kept Molly's story alive and I think that's yeah, really yeah. really that is kind the, of important yeah. for your family and for everybody else to to, to, to go along with your journey yeah I mean you're taking everybody but also her speeches have really changed so like the first yeah, one yeah. first they started off as kind of this is our story and yeah. this is my story about losing my sister but they're now much more grief led yeah. aren't they and as yeah. she's matured and how her yeah. grief's how matured learned, yeah. and her yeah. understanding and empathy she can actually she actually talks about coping strategies yeah. and stuff like that so and I kind of talk about how I've 
dealt with it over the years and how I've, it's changed as well. Um, and, and how it's changed you. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and you can you can tell from my speeches how the way I talk about it is so different from when I was 10 to yeah. now. Yeah. Well, so obviously when we recorded this, we just recorded it. We didn't say, okay, now let's, this will be where we break. So it's just, it's a continuous conversation, but I tried to edit it like a natural change in the conversation. So that was where we heard all about Molly. And then next week's episode will be Bella's story of what she's gone on and done, basically. Yeah. But yeah, we hope you don't, didn't get too upset. No. And we really want to... um, you know, we really want to, we, we're going to put some pictures of, of Molly out and we yes. just want to keep um, Molly's memory alive and yeah. just, yeah, wish the family just so much love. We absolutely yes. adore yeah. you. Definitely. Yeah. So keep doing it. Keep yeah. telling your story and keep changing lives. Yeah. And so part two is coming next week. Listen up. It's incredible. Listen up. Have listen up. Yeah. Listen up. Let us know. Let, yeah. let Mel, let Bella know. Get a hold yes. of them. Yeah. Bella's got a YouTube account, which we'll put out as yes. well. Yeah. yeah, we'll post all that stuff. I'll have it all in the details of the episode. So when you go into the episode, you'll see all the links to everything as well. Okay. Oh, lovely. Wonderful. Right, we'll take care and we'll see you next week. Bye, Amy. Bye. With your blinds flapping in the wind <laughs> over there. Bye. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.